gonna hit that record on the caster and we ready. Right. Just start us off, Dre. Hope everybody's ready, man. Let's Three, do it. Two, one. Welcome back to the Startup Podcast, episode nine. We got a special guest in the building, my boy Anthony. Anthony, listen real quick. My name is Anthony Roscoe. I've known Dre for about four or five years. We used to work with each other, so I'm happy to be here. Hit me up, see if I wanted to come through, and I'm excited to be here. Hell yeah, hell yeah. What's going on, everybody? What's going on? Been, oh, man. See Mark on it's been a minute, man. I miss y'all. MIA on us. <laughs> <laughs> was it Kansas City on us? Dallas? He, he, he had a quarantine. He's been quarantining. Yeah, man. He got out. So. It's been tough, man. You know, I, I wasn't feeling too good for a little bit. Uh, had a few trips under my belt. Put me out the game for about a month. Uh, but we're back, man. We're back. we live. We're better than ever. And we're here. And now we got a special guest. We got Anthony over here, man. Um, before we get started, I'm just going to start us off with a little tip. Is that cool, Drake? Yeah, All right, man. I've been waiting for this one, man. It's been a minute since I've done one of these. What I want to say is I hope everybody's been doing good. Uh, this has been a really tough winter season, I feel like, for a lot of people. I feel like a lot of people have been kind of impacted with a lot of different things that are going on, whether it's a loss, whether it's a cold, whether it's just everything that's just kind of hitting us all at once. And so I hope you all are doing good. I hope you all are staying safe, healthy, and just take care of your loved ones and just and just stay happy, man. Keep everything peaceful and, and just live your life to the fullest. And that's what I'm going to leave you all with uh, for the little, little start of the day, man, because that's, that's just what been rocking recently so let's just get it going from there um now anthony how you been doing my man i've been hanging in there man hell yeah pretty good you know it's hard to to get down especially during the holiday season you know family friends and happy times all over so i've been doing good man i'm glad bro i am super glad to hear that my man so i had a couple questions i kind of jotted down um i wanted to go ahead and get those set up for us but um what i wanted to really get started with was what, what's your journey looking like right now, my man? What's 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 life looking like? Like, I'm barely getting to know you, so maybe kind of run me down on um, a little bit about you. Let's start from the beginning, though. Like, who are you? What you come okay. from? Okay. Bingo. All right. So, um, I'm from Salma. Um, I'm actually a registered nurse right now. I'm actually currently unemployed because I've been going through a situation with the Board of Registered Nursing right now. Um, I actually lost my license due to uh, alcohol consumption, so... Uh, I've just been going through a little battle with myself and um, trying to figure out exactly who I am and everything like that. But I'm on the uphill right now. I'm on the downhill, actually, because I'm six months sober or actually a few days over six months sober right now. So uh, I was pretty excited about that. Um, So uh, I went to nursing school and uh, I got my license and everything. And then the boards of registered nursing said, oh, you got everything to get your license. But um Hold up, you got flagged for your background. So in my background, I'll be honest up front, I got two DUIs in 2014 and 2015. Mm. So those are coming back to haunt me right now when I got my license. And um, they said, you're not going to be able to get your license so easy. So they finally went through all these. Man, I jumped through all these hoops with these guys, man. And uh, they granted me licensure, but on a probation period. Wow. So uh, this probation period consisted of random alcohol and drug testings every week. I got to go to AA meetings. I got to do a nurse support group. I got to do all this stuff, right? And um, I accepted it at first. And I was like, oh, this is going to be nothing because me, I'm headstrong and I take everything on. Like with, oh, man, I'm going to do this, you know, once I put my mind to something. But, man, alcohol is a, it come, it's easy to give in to, uh, to just give in to and want to drink some alcohol. And I messed up, bro. I messed up in, um, 
June. I hit. I messed up in June. I consumed alcohol. They tested my blood, and I was over the limit with alcohol. So they actually took my license away. Wow. They suspended my license, and um, they said I had to go through all this stuff basically back over again. And uh, man, I was down there, bro. I was. I was really down. I felt like I let my myself down, my family, my friends, and a lot of people who were in my corner and everything like that. But. Um, I just heard back recently, and they're going to reinstate my license, but they did add another year to my probation, which is nothing. But uh, So that was a major thing. Once I get my license back, I'll be able to uh, get my career back going and get my get my life back in order like that. So I'm excited right now, man. I'm excited. That's, good news. Really yeah. good news. That's actually really good news, yeah, my so man. I just had to go through some, some trials and tribulations. I had to be real with myself, bro, for, for a minute there, like, I was even contemplating whether I was wanted to pursue nursing still, like, <laughs> like, cause I like to, you know, like to drink. I mean, everyone likes. Yeah, but we all like to party. Casually drink whatever, what have you, bro. But with this, the way that they're testing me, I can't consume alcohol at all. Like, I gotta be Listerine's not in the picture. I can't do Listerine. Like, there's even some. Um, You're talking the mouthwash. You can't yeah, mouthwash. I can't do mouthwash. Damn. I can't do some of these. Uh, these sauces on these on the, like uh, pastas and stuff. No way. Yeah, bro. And like something copies on this bread comes up with like uh, codeine and stuff. No way. Yeah, bro. So I got to be really conscious of what I'm putting into my body. And it was like kind of like, do I really want to take all this stuff on? Like is nursing even really for me to go through all this stuff or, you know? Yeah. But then I just took that long, long look in the mirror and I was like, man, this is this is what I set out for. This is my path and this is what I want to do. And if reading alcohol and drugs and all this other stuff is something that I got to do, I mean, it's only for the better, bro. You know? Exactly. So uh, people have their, their reasons and their situations, but if anyone's trying to uh, give up or trying to stop something that's in the way of bettering themselves in any way, shape or form, then that's only for the better, bro. So, you know, once I figure that out, that it's only going to help me, my family, my friends, my relationships with people, and oh, my overall health, I was just like, all right. That's amazing, let's bro. Do let's do this. <sighs> Man, I can only imagine the challenge between all that, because now you're fighting so many different battles, and to be honest, I give you all the all the credit in the world for that, because that, like you said earlier, like you had to take a really hard look at what you were kind of doing, and had to really kind of sit there and say, like, is this, like, damn, do I really want to go through all this? Like, is this really what I want right now? Yeah. That's insane though, man. But good for you. You know, good for you. I'm proud of you for being able to hold yourself and be able to be strong enough to mentally be able to prepare yourself for something like that. And, and I'm not going to lie to you, my man. I'm going to tell you one thing and nothing comes easy. And I swear that the best things come with the hardest challenges. I'll tell you that right now. You're right, bro. You're right. And that's one thing that I've uh, came to really live by is that nothing comes easy, bro. Like if you're not going to willing to be putting in the work, then it's not for you, you know, but if you can be real with yourself and realize that this is going to be hard work and this is what it's going to take and you could really put yourself out there and be like, you know what, I got this, then more power to anyone, you know, to like for, for anyone, for whatever, whatever it is that you got going on in your life. If you're willing to put in the work, then there's going to be nothing to stop you and you can go get whatever it is that you want. Hell yeah. You can be one of the best nurses in there, bro. Yeah, thank you. you got a whole story coming in. Thank you. Yeah, so I already actually, I was actually started already. I was working at Valley Children's already. I started in March when they gave me my license, but I was only working up until June and I was already doing all these testings every week and I was like, 
I think I figured out a little pattern of when they're testing. Yeah. So like, I'm like, okay, I, I try to finesse they, they it. Test me four times in, in this month. Okay. The, it's only the 21st. I got seven days, eight days until the next start of the month. I'm a dream. Yeah. You know, cause they were doing urine, but then I drank and I got obliterated, bro. Like I, 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 man, I, I blacked out big time, bro, because I didn't drink for those two months mm -hmm. and I just let loose. And then they hit me with the surprise test. Damn. Nice day. We're gonna, they hit me on um, June 30th. But I consumed alcohol June 4th. And they said, we're going to hit you with the blood test. Oh, so man. So this blood test Damn. went back four weeks. So they said, this is going to detect the most sensitive amount of alcohol. The specific breakdown of alcohol, which is ethanol alcohol, ETOH, they called it. And I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, I gave them my blood. They hit me July 14th and said, hey, you got a positive test. And I was like, what? And they said, you tested at 28 nanobytes. The cutoff was 20 nanobytes of alcohol. Damn. So this is, yeah, this is yes. a doctor that is, that is talking to me. He's like, so that means you consumed alcohol in the month of June. And I, I mean, I never admitted to it. I'll be honest with you guys. You know, I, I said, oh, I used uh, Listerine. I drank non-alcoholic beverages. And maybe I, I grabbed someone else's drink here, you know. So, man, when they hit me with that, I was like, Man, something came over me and I said, man, I'm done. I'm done. So they said, well, right now we're going to seize your practice. You need to talk to your probation monitor and so on and so forth. And then now it is what's today, December 6th, 7th. Mm -hmm. I still don't have my license back yet, but they're reinstating it any day now. So I'm waiting for them to reinstate it. I had to go through all these hoops to get my license back. And like I said, I had to take a deep, long look at myself to... To really come to grips with this is this is how it's got to be. I got my probation now. It's gonna be four years, so yeah. I'm on six months. I got three and a half more years left, and who knows? Maybe this is just the start for me giving up alcohol and any other drugs for the rest of my life. You know? Yeah, right bro. Now I feel phenomenal, bro. I feel I feel incredible. I feel mentally stable, conscious, like of all my decisions at all times. Shoot, I'm even even able to be there for my family members instead of people having to worry about me. Yeah. You know? Like when we're out and stuff, like everyone worry about Anthony. Oh, who's got Anthony? Or yeah. watch out for Anthony, you know, and stuff like that. But now it's like they're hitting me up or I'm watching out for them. Hey, let me give you a ride, bro. Like, and it feels great to be there for my family and my friends that were always there for me. And now I'm there for them, you know? So, Man, I don't know if you believe in God, bro, but I swear I... Um all I know is there's always a reason for everything, my man. And I'm going to tell you that right now. And in life, whenever you go through a challenge like this, I feel like you become the biggest soldier in, in whatever it is that you're going through. And now you've become like, like a whole soldier around this whole entire system and this whole entire thing that you're, you've been a part of and this whole entire thing that you used to, this lifestyle that you used to live. And now you're taking a really big step back. And you're just analyzing, like you're now analyzing it all. And now you're being able to soak it in in a really raw perspective in, a, in an area where, man, like I've been through it in the good, the bad, the ugly, you know? Now I get to sit here and see all these different type of perspectives. And I get to be the person to judge now in a sense of like, I get to judge myself. I get to take care of myself now. I get to say, okay, Anthony, I, I, I know what I know what this is gonna this is gonna result in. I know exactly what this is gonna bring me into. And now I get to take a step back and say, okay, how can I help other people and get other people either on the right track or at least in a safe track to where they understand that, hey, like 
there's always a limit to whatever it is. And at the end of the day, if someone is going through something as similar as you, or maybe they need to take a step back from something or they need to get to it, they want to reach a goal, but the only thing stopping them from reaching that goal is all their habits that they might have. You can be that enforcer and that person to come in there and be that light and just tell them like, man, look, it's not easy. I get it's not easy. I've been through it. I've, I went through the gutter between every single thing you could think about. And I, if you ever need anybody, you just give me a call and I'll take care of it. Right. Like I'll, I'll if you need that 10 minute conversation, whatever it is, right. That, that will just set your level head straight because sometimes that's all it really takes, man. It just takes, takes getting connected with someone. It yeah. takes, it takes just putting yourself back into real life. Right. Yeah. Um, and you're, you're a true example of that, my man. 100 bro. 100. Yeah. For real. For real. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if when DeAndre said, hey, you should come up, because I, I posted that I was six months old, because that's a milestone for me. Hell bro. yeah. That's, that's a huge milestone, bro. I mean, bro, like five a week is a milestone exactly, for some people, bro. bro. I'm exactly. telling you. That's what I used to think. So when uh, DeAndre told me to come up here, I was like kind of hesitant at first, but then I was like, you know what, maybe, maybe anything that I might say in that conversation might just dwindle in someone's head and just kind of like they pick up Dude. on that. And maybe it reaches out to someone that really needed to hear something like that, bro. So I was like, hell yeah, Dre, like, I'll be there. Let's do this, you know? And uh, like I said, I think I told you I was going to these AA meetings. And, man, being there, being a part of those really uh, really got me in touch with who I am as an individual and how real people, people can be and how raw things are out there. And people actually really struggle with this. You know, I never considered myself an alcoholic, bro. But I mean, there was this survey that that we took, and I guarantee you, if you, me, everybody that filled this out, you're an alcohol dependent. You know? 100%. I wouldn't say that you, you, I can't just come out and say you're an alcoholic, but you will fall into that category of alcohol dependent. So uh, hearing some of these people's stories, bro, man, it really touched me. It really did, hearing their struggles and everything like that, and how this actually really affects people in real life. So. I mean, if they were able to do it, I heard some of them had 22 years under their belt, 25 years, 30 That's crazy. years. You know, they were out there celebrating their birthdays for 20 years. I was like, man, and I'm only here like a month clean, you know? Yeah. So I got a long road and it was kind of like, damn, am I even going to be able to do this? But here I am right now. You're doing it, man. I'm doing the damn thing, bro. So let's, let's dig a little deeper on that. So you've been sober for six months. Let's dig a little deeper. How were you able to stay so disciplined on it? Like, what were you focusing on? What things you do? Did you go to the gym? The AA meetings also helped. Like, what what were you doing in that yeah, time? Definitely, I had to keep myself busy. Mm-hmm. I had to, I, I've always been the type of person that never really sat back and just kind of chilled out. Like, I always doing something, whether it be the gym, whether it be playing basketball, or just rather it being with my. I have a ten year old daughter, so I spend a lot of time with her and just doing things like man, going to the movies and things like that. But to DeAndre's question. Uh, Man, it took a lot for me to be able to to be really serious about this, you know. So this isn't a joke, you know. Like if people are willing to to put this uh, habit aside for their life, then it's not a joke. So I had to really think about who I'm surrounding myself with. Mm -hmm. And I had to make my friends and family aware of the situation, regardless of how embarrassed I felt of it. And um, if they didn't accept me for it, then... Deuces, you know, yeah. I cut them off, and I had, up. I had no no second thoughts about that. And um, at first, I would get a little anxious when I'd be out with my family and my friends, because I mean, everybody likes to drink. My family likes to drink, and yeah. my friends like everybody's having a beer or something, yeah. whatever it is. Casual beer, yeah. Have you watching a Sunday game? Whatever, yeah, bro. You know? 
And I would get a little anxious, bro. Not that, like, I wouldn't be able to, like, stay there. But, like, man, I really want to drink, too, you know? So sometimes now, I just cut, bro. I just, like, people are like, hey, what happened to you? You know, like, you were just here. I'm like, I I just did. Yeah. I just removed myself from the situation, bro. That's amazing, bro. if If it doesn't come to that, then who knows what I would do in that situation, you know? And that's back to what I said that long look in the mirror, bro, like, I had to be really real with myself, like, man, I couldn't even look at myself, bro, so I left, and then I really came back and looked looked at myself in the mirror, and I said, all right, you ready for this, you know? So, yeah, you gotta, you gotta be really conscious of your surroundings, who you're, who you're putting around you, and then keep, I just kept myself busy, bro, I'm, I feel great, I feel in the best shape of my life right now, I go to the gym, I play men's league basketball, and there you I, go. I spend a lot of time with my daughter, so. I do drink non-alcoholic beverages. Uh, the Heineken Zero Zero. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> I gave it to some of my boys and they're like, you couldn't tell me that that's not alcoholic beverage. You know? so I'd, be, I'd be on that. I'd be on that. And my, my, my family, uh, they're finding like these drinks that are coming out with like non-alcoholic whiskey or, or, or bourbon and stuff. So they're sending me links and stuff. Like that's that. good, bro. So everyone's on board with my situation and everything like that. So it's gotten a little bit easier, but still, uh, I still got a long road ahead of me. But I look forward to it. Bro. Yeah, brother. I definitely, I gotta, I gotta try one of those. Like, so it tastes like whiskey, and it. it oh well, this one's new, new to me. But my, so I, I have to order it. I'm gonna order it. I kind of want it before New Year's. <laughs> have a little sip. Yeah. The Heinekens are getting kind of boring. You know? <laughs> I do make red beers with them. That you can only make so many meaties. <laughs> Hey, they do the trick, bro. They do taste pretty good. And so far, so good with the testing situation. I tell you, these tests are so um, uh, sensitive. So I had to be really conscious because some of these non non alcoholic beverages actually have alcohol in them to the smallest extent. Amount. Yeah. yeah, like zero point four alcohol old duels and stuff like. So they may claim it, but Heineken has been the one that's been tested, and I did my research, and it says. Zero percent. That's good so. though, bro. You, you found an alternative. I did, bro. Oh yeah. And and what's honestly what's amazing about all of that is that your family's on board, bro. Because yeah. having your family's back, I swear, I don't think anything's more important than being able to at least have your family's back. Because if you don't got your family on your side, then uh, you almost feel like you're lost, you know. Because then who the hell is on my side at that point? Because my family's all I got, and they're all the people I've been with my whole entire life. And if they can't even help me, they don't even want to help me. Then like. Who do I really got, right? And so the fact that you got them, they're, they're backing you up. They got, they're giving you alternatives. They're making, they're not, they're not getting mad at you for, for instance, for leaving the, for leaving the place. Like they're just asking you, hey, like just checking on you, like hey, what, like what happened? But like you're just letting them know that I have to just kind of leave the situation for yeah. a little bit, right? Like I got to take a step away, and for the right reason. And you know, you'll see me next time. I'll be there next Sunday. You know, for, yeah. for and then and then next Sunday, maybe you're gonna last there a little longer, right? Mm-hmm. And exactly. That, that really brings a, a big point to my dad because uh, my dad was a, so my dad smoked cigarettes for 45 years wow. and um, he was going through a really time, like a really rough time in his life and his health and stuff. And I mean, he's getting old. And so uh, he, he knew it wasn't doing him any good. Right. And that was the hardest man. He, he used to smoke like, I don't know. He used to smoke a lot of cigarettes, bro. A lot of cigarettes. And, and, and I remember his doctor told him like, don't quit cold Turkey. Like don't quit cold Turkey. It's not going to be good for you. Um, we have my nephew, my brother, my brother had a son and the day he, my dad found out my brother was having a kid. He quit just cold Turkey. Didn't, wow. didn't even, didn't even touch it. And the one thing that is really similar to what you told me to what my dad did was keeping himself busy. One, he took himself away from 
everybody that smoked cigarettes, which is all his brothers, my brother, they all smoked cigarettes and he, he would just stay away. Like he, if they would go outside or whatever, he would just stay inside. He, he started hating the smell of the cigarette when they would walk back in. He was like, man, this is what I smelled like. Yeah. Like he started, he started getting disgusted around it. Right. Yeah. And then to top it off, what he did to keep himself busy was he played his guitar. So every single time he would eat, uh, the natural thing was he would go smoke a cigarette, but instead he would go play his guitar and he would just play his guitar until he just didn't have that urge anymore. And then from there, he that became his habit. His guitar became his new habit. And from there, that was it. And it's been, what, like six years now? He hasn't smoked wow. a cigarette. He hasn't smoked anything. <laughs> yeah, so like that, what, is what I'm telling you is it, it's, it's, it literally is all your mental well-being man and and you're on the right track of fixing that and you look like you already fixed it you already you already figured yourself out you figured out your weaknesses you figured out all your struggles you've gone through additional struggles that even set you back just a little bit and then you just moved yourself two steps ahead of that yeah so good for you my man oh yeah, yeah. yeah good so for I'm you looking forward to the future and my license will be back and uh valley children said that welcome me back with open arms but I mean, I do keep my options open. I've hit up a couple of nursing friends, so maybe I'll go to uh, Madera Corrections. There you go. Really, downtown, everywhere's hiring for nurses. Bro, this is the honest. Yeah, bro. And this is the best place to be a nurse, too. I'm not going to lie to you. They they get paid really well. And this is in demand right now. I mean, this is, we're going through a whole worldwide pandemic. They could use anybody right now. You know what I mean? I mean, I had a really, I had a, my biggest question I had was, what got you into nursing? Like, I want to kind of switch off the, the the drinking and all that kind of stuff. I want to go into, really, what got you into nursing? Man, I think the empathy was always there with me. My, <laughs> my, my family, the ones that really are close to me, they would always call me like a little softy, bro. You know, so I think it was always me being able to have that empathy for someone and just always wanted to help, <laughs> really. Like, even though I knew I couldn't do anything, like, I just really felt like, man, I wish I could help them, you know, but... I'd say it was, it was, I always knew there was something like that for my, for me wanting to help others. But then my fascination with the body mm. is what really like took it to the next level. It was like, man, our bodies and what we're capable of, of, of doing, bro. Like from our, our brains down to our limbs, down to everything, bro. Like it just fascinated me and took me, took me by surprise. And I was just like, all right, I wanted to do kinesiology. I was man. Kines, I wanted to do the. Uh, sports medicine, yeah, you know, with the fanny pack, yeah. Like, out there, I wanted to be that guy, my man. Good, like, yeah. let's go, you know, like, let's go, you know, but on the football field, <laughs> man, you run on the court, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. And I was like, all right, well, this is this is cool, you know, but then, um, one of my uh, uh, what are those people called, directors or uh, people that tell you what classes to take, or uh, the counselors, the counselor told me, hey, you're pretty close, you got a couple classes, you could think about a nursing program, and I was like, what. So they said, yeah, so I was like, all right, I got to finish off a few other classes. I might as well try this microbiology, whatever. Yeah. So I took it. I did fairly well. And then I was like, all right, well, maybe maybe I'm going to try this, you know. So and kind of everything just fell into place, bro. Like <laughs> I did well in the micro and then, oh, T's came. I did decent in the T's and then. I applied to Fresno City. I got in first try, and I was just like, okay, someone up top is telling me, hey, this is this is the path for you. you yeah. Know? And um, I mean, sad to say, for females, that's a competitive field for them to go through because they're so abundant of females that want to be nurses. You yeah, know? everybody, but every girl. For the males, it's not that. Hmm. So like, we have a better chance. Sad to say. That we have a better chance of getting into these nursing programs based off of our sex. Yeah, so, and diversity. They, and they're diversity, all about diversity. All that, you know. Yeah. So then, yeah, and then and then once I got into nursing school, 
we have our our uh, rotations of what hospitals we go to. And I was like, okay, maybe I could do labor and delivery. I was like hyped on it. Labor and Damn, delivery, you that's know? a tough area to be but in too. <laughs> next semester was pediatrics. And I said, once I step foot in Bella Children's, I said, no question. No way. This is where I need to be right here. So what's your day consist of over there? Like what do you do usually? Uh, I worked on the unit Apollo. Apollo was a respiratory unit. So right when I was leaving, we were heavy on COVID. It wasn't quite winter time. The kids weren't in school yet because it was summer. So bronchiolitis wasn't around RSV and all that, but it was heavy on COVID. Um, I get four patients a shift. I did night shift. So from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Mm. I did my basically every four hours we do our we do our assessment and then we give meds. I mean, we can't do anything without the, without a doctor's order. But yeah. the doctors do listen to us whenever we have an inkling and the doctors should listen to us because we're around them for 12 hours. They're around them for 12 minutes. Mm -hmm. So, um, man, time flies, bro. Time That's amazing. Time flies, bro. And seeing those kids in there and how resilient they are, bro. Like, they could be having the worst day. The worst day that, that you think that you've ever had, multiply that by 10 or 100 to what these kids are going through. Bro. Wow. You know? And they're and, just living. And they're and you go in and you show them a few things on an iPad. and They, they got a fat up, smile, huh? Yeah. They just light up, bro. And, uh, man, that place, man, that really uh, it really kept me grounded because, uh, like I said, I was going through all this stuff with this, with this probation, and I felt, like, all down and stuff like that. And I hit that hill coming down to see Battle Children right there, and it just made me realize whatever I got going on at home, bro, it really ain't that bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It really isn't bad at all That's compared crazy. to what these parents and what these kids are going through. On a right day to day there, right now. That's you know? insane. And I couldn't wait to get there. <laughs> I couldn't wait to get there to see what my day was, you know? So I miss it, man. I miss it a lot, but I'll be back. You'll be back, be man. You'll be back. And you're going to be better than ever, bro. You're going to be the best freaking... I'm telling you right now, I knew it from when you walked in. I'm telling you right now, bro, you're going to be the best nurse they're going to ever see in this I area. I appreciate that, bro. No, 100%. I'm telling you realistically, man. That's crazy because I'm telling you, you come, you just come with a completely different perspective to their life yeah. and their situation. Like, you could just sit and have a conversation with the kid. And obviously, he's probably not seeing... 90% of what we've seen in our life, right? Because they're, they're so young. Yeah. But but the fact that they're going to have all these questions, you're going to have all these answers back and you're going to have all these crazy stories you're going to be able to share with them. And you're going to be able to let them know that, hey man, like everything's going to be okay. You know, I promise you everything's going to be okay. And what's going to be even crazier though, the craziest part about it all is I bet you they're going to teach you something you didn't even know. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're, you're, you're totally right, bro. You're gonna, they're going to teach Every you something. Day, they're going to teach you something crazy. And you're going to be sitting there and it's going to change your life, yeah. right? Like that's probably what, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what is part of your motivation. I think it, I think he's right. I think like I'm being serious. Right. Like I, I honestly think I wouldn't be surprised if that is what motivates you to be a better you, you know? Because now yeah, you sit here... And you're going to hear these kids and they're going to be talking to you about all these things. And you're going to have all these crazy stories you're going to want to share back with them. But they're going to just share something, one little thing to you. And it's going to just hit you. And you're going to just be like, man, yeah. like this is this is what I got. Like, you know, like and I'm going to be able to give it back to them now. Right. 100. And I and like you said, you got a 10 year old. So I'm guessing those are the age groups of the kids that you're you're supporting in the hospital from about six months to 21. Oh, wow. Yeah. Six months had, to 21. We had a, a, a disease called cystic fibrosis. Mm -hmm. uh, they get it when they're young and they have it all through their adulthood. They only Damn. really only have a lifespan of about 20, 25 years old. That's sad. So we, I got to see about one 21 year old and then a few 18 year olds, 
17 year old so i've seen like a wide spectrum of six months i worked with the babies i'm rocking them yeah <laughs> that's like, crazy hey, bro, we good like what's up you know, yeah. like, <laughs> so you had to kind of fill out the 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 feeling there when you walk in the room you know so yeah it was a little different for sure bro that's, that's insane cool. though bro good experience, though, like, yeah i love it man i started there as a technician so i started as a basically nurse's assistant uh-huh. and i got my feet wet there through nursing school i was working there through nursing school and they hired me knowing oh this guy's gonna graduate as a nurse maybe we're gonna hire him on and it kind of just worked that way you know but i ran into this unfortunate event but it's all right bro. Be back, bro you can be back bro that's that's a little hiccup bro this hiccups that always approach but it doesn't matter how those hiccups go it's how you bounce back yeah, from those hiccups yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, i built some character from this whole situation that's like, it like i said bro and i'm just extra motivated right now Someone someone told me that one day, man. Someone, I don't know. It was just a goofball game of basketball, but uh, actually we were playing 21, and my boy tipped me. I was hot, right? And I was so I hot. hot. I was hot, bro. I was so hot because we were playing. We were playing for like 30 minutes. I'm like, bro, how you yeah. gonna like, bro? I'm, I'm the shortest one here. Why are you going to tip me like that, yeah. bro? And then he was like, it builds character. Yeah. And I looked at him. <laughs> I looked at him. I looked at him. I was like, you know what, bro? Bet. I was like, you know, it does build character. And I'm going to come back and I'm going to whoop y'all. Don't worry about it. Man, that could be more true. <laughs> Shit hits you know? in a different place, bro. Tough times like that. You know, they get you down, build some character, bro. You'll be better off. You'll be better off next time. That's a real topic of basketball, man. What are you hoping now? Oh, bro, I play at Clovis Rec right now on the Sunday. And then I play open gym at Emmanuel on Wednesday nights. I actually played last night. Hell yeah. But I'll tell you right now, this guy right here, he don't want no. <laughs> hey, give it to him, man. Bloopers on the same episode next week. I'll tell you, this boy be too little. Oh man, I love to hear that. I need to see that. Yeah, they both indoor, right? Yeah, they both indoor. I come to the streets though too, bro. Come to that black top. Man, the black top is scary place. I'll tell you that. Shit hit different. Boy, Aaron said you ain't got it no more. Don't get me started on this. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I do. Uh, I did. So like, I I, I started playing. Uh, my boy, my one of my best friends. His name is Donley. Uh, me and Dre went to high school with them. Uh, we went to seventh grade with them as well. He he started opening up his uh, Central Valley. It's in Modesto. Okay. He coaches the girls over there, so he opens up the gym every once in a while. So I used to just casually go hoop with them. And then um, my brother-in-law, actually, he's a, he's a, he trains kids for basketball, actually. Oh, wow. So he has a facility of his own that uh, he opens up on Tuesdays. And so we just go and we just run basketball over there on Tuesdays. So I wouldn't say I like, I ball, honestly. Like, I wouldn't say I'm not like the, I'm not, I'm not very good at it, but I, I go and I'll put my heart out there and I'll honestly, I'll, I'll put in my best work. So, so he's humble. Yeah. <laughs> well, me on the other hand, I'll come at you, bro. I'll come at your neck. Bro. I'm trying to work Dre on my job. So. Man, we're going to have to put some footage up, bro. Yeah. Look, and I don't think he'll be able to show his What's face up? next time. What is that? You open? Ready, bro. What is that? I don't remember last time, but I know. I'll be out there for a film for you. I'm sitting right here. I'm going to get a highlight reel going of Dre's ankle. Bro, bro. He's put it on the cam. Hey, I gotta see that. Someone gotta send me that for <laughs> sure. <laughs> hey, but on the real, on a side topic, what's the what what shoes you guys wear for basketball? Like, what do you guys what, what shoes you guys like? I'm liking some. 
Paul George's right now. Really? Those are my indoors right now. So I rock Paul George's and then outdoor. I ball in Jays. I ball in Kobe's. I really? ball in whatever outdoor, but indoor, I kind of. I'm more selective with what I buy when I, I play on the hardwood. I need to order me some Kyrie's, but for outdoor, I, I use my CP. Kyrie's nice. That's what I've been wearing. I, I like it. I do. I'm not gonna lie to you. When I wore those Kyrie's, so I went from having a pair of LeBrons. And the LeBrons were just too bulky for me. Yeah, way, dude. I'm, I, I was tripping off those because they were just like bricks on my feet. Yeah, exactly. I ain't even, I ain't near that. Let's be real. But, but I started wearing the Kyrie's, and the Kyrie's, I feel like I'm like cemented on the ground, like it's weird. But I, I saw one of my buddies wearing uh, some Damian Lillards, and those things look nice. I'm not gonna lie, they look so comfy. Like they have a nice frame around the ankle, um, but they're light. And so I was like looking at them. I'm like, bro, I gotta give me a pair of those. I'm not gonna lie. So I was gonna see if any of you guys rock Damian Lillards. I was like, man. I've been seeing them, bro. Dame's is nice. I mean, but Dame is Dame. You know what I mean? Dame is Dame. Don't on my boy Curry's, bro. Really? Those Under Armors? I, I'm trying to get my hands on him for the hardwood, <laughs> but I did own a pair back when he wasn't really actually signed to a shoe deal. It was like he was signed with Under Armour. They were making him shoes, but they didn't give him his deal yet. Mm -hmm. So they were just like, oh, the Steph Curry's. But they felt good. But those new ones he got, the Curry 7s. I mean, he's balling them, so something's yeah, got to be good about them. Yeah, bro. It's kind of. Yeah. I know my manager. January 3rd, bro. Are you really? Watch them versus Miami Heat. It'll be my Ooh. first time at the Chase Center. Man, I'm hyped, bro. That's going to be sick, I'm bro. High, That's yeah. a good game, too. Yeah, You're going to see some game, good teams. Clay will be back. No way. Clay's coming back Christmas, Christmas, so January 3rd, that boy better be in tune. And I want to see man. at least 10 threes when I'm there. <laughs> bro, he, he's, kidding. he's literally going for that record. Yeah, I swear to God, he's going for that record. They ain't going to let him do it. Like, hey, play the fourth quarter. Yeah, we got something special this year, bro. It reminds me of the 2015 championship team when no one really was like, oh, these guys, what? Yeah, and they just started chucking up threes, yeah. and they, they were in there. Oh, I watch Ritually. I watch Ritually. So what's what's different between this year and last year? Because it's like it's like the same team going on, but now they're just they're elevated. Like what's going on? What's the difference? What's going on? I think it's their energy and their actual belief that like you know what we we can do this as yeah. a team. And the way that they play basketball, Dre, it reminds me of the Spurs and Pop, bro. The ball movement's beautiful, bro. I mean, I've been watching them play, and I'm not gonna lie, it's anyone, nice. I've had friends that are fans of Lakers, friends that are fans of like whoever that have you. They love to watch Golden State love play Golden because State. of how they play, you know. So if they all just believe collectively and just follow Steph Curry's leadership, because you know he he's a great leader. He is. Man, they know that they got something special, and the time is right now. And and we got a few bench players that are. That are stepping up. No one knew that Jordan Poole was going to elevate his game. Yeah, like you guys that, got a bunch bro. of nobodies and they're Jordan just playing. Poole's just playing, balling out of I his ain't nobody mind, no more. Bro. They got names. Huh? I know. I'm yeah, shit. Up Belitsa, bro. Like, like who's that? Who is that? It's unreal, bro. It's cool. Well, I'm excited about this year. So it's a down year for the Lakers, which is sad yeah, to say. Oh my God, bro. Don't even say. Bro, yeah, bro. I always say I'm more of a Kobe fan, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. But, but like, my manager, my manager, He's gonna be sick. He he's gonna love this. I, I'm sick saying this because he if he hears this, he's gonna I'm gonna hear this all day at work. This man came up to me and was telling me, hey, them Lakers. I was like, bro, there's no way. I was like, I'm I was like, I haven't seen basketball yet. I was like, I've been watching football. I'm I'm a, I'm a Dallas Cowboy okay. fan, so I'm a huge I'm I'm into football. <laughs> I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. Did we get them on Thanksgiving? Yeah. 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 Let us know. Hey, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Oh man, we ain't <laughs> Hey, Dre is all over that. <laughs> Hell no, nah, we ain't talking about that. Question right here: Where were you on Thanksgiving? 
Oh, I was at the game. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was at the Cowboys and Raider game. Hey, I don't want to hear this, man. Just leave me alone. I told you this. I told you this. I'm gonna say this out loud. All right. I wa- I went to Kansas City, watched the loss in Arrowhead. Which, granted, Arrowhead. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Arrowhead is like I was telling Dre because he's a Raider fan, so they see them at least every year. Bro, it is an experience to go to, bro. I don't care what anybody says, bro. I don't care what any, I don't. I don't even care if you're not a fan, bro. Just being there, like you, you, you the atmosphere is just—it's unreal. Like you, you're you're around all these people. I couldn't even be mad at the fans. Like I, I swear to God, I couldn't even be mad at the people we were losing. They started swag surfing on us. Like I was dancing. I, was, I started dancing with them. I was. I couldn't even be mad about it. Like it was just the energy in there is it's loud. You can't hear nobody. It's it's almost like a college game. Like everybody's standing up. Nobody's sitting down. Everybody's just getting loud. It, everybody, like, you feel like, bro, I'm telling you, when we were on offense, I felt the nerves. Like, I felt nervous for them. Like, I was like, bro, if I'm feeling like this, I can only imagine what they're feeling like. Cause it just, it's just so much pressure in there. Yeah. Like, everybody's on, on schedule. Like, I went to the Cowboys game. I'm not gonna lie to you. The energy just not, it's just not the same. Like, and someone brought it up. It's the difference between having an indoor stadium and an outdoor yeah. stadium. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Having an outdoor stadium is just, like it's just I think that's more football than an indoor stadium I mean I think if you compare like the Saints (coughs) Saints, their atmosphere I feel like is pretty dope but any other indoor stadium doesn't compare yeah I just yeah it's just dude it's crazy like Like, it's really home field advantage bro like you go in there and it's like you're in there you're in their territory you're in no man's like like I'm telling you we had the bars chanting cowboys like it was in Kansas City (laughs) you go you go to the stadium you still see you still see so much blue like you I was like man we got more Cowboy fans than Chiefs fans. We were talking to one of the guys, he's a season ticket holder for like 20 something years. He helped us get his tickets. He was like, you know, you're going to see a lot of Cowboy fans around. Like you're going to see the opponent teams around. He's like, once again, that stadium, it's a, it's a sea of red, my man. He's like, it's a sea of red. And I'm bro. Sure enough, walked in there just red, like everywhere. Like you, you looking around, you're seeing blue, like you seeing blue here and there. There's a good amount, but dude, that red, that red sticks out like a sore thumb. And and those people are there to make some damn noise. I will tell you that right now. They are, dude, everybody is leaving that stadium with your ears ringing and your voice gone. Like that's exactly how you feel when you walk out of that stadium. It's unreal. Dude, it's, 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 they're not loud. Like they're not lying when they say that that stadium hit 140 decimals. That stadium is loud. Like it's just, it's, and I'm telling y'all, if you ever get a, get a chance, just go. The tickets aren't honestly expensive at all. I could always try to see if I could get you guys hooked up with the, the guy we got our tickets from. He had, bro, we had seats. We were, uh, I think ninth row back behind the end zone. Like we were right there. So we, we saw, we saw everything. And so, <sighs> He, he really, you know, he on me right now. <laughs> I didn't see a touchdown, my man. I did not. I did not see a touchdown. It looks like an experience. That's, it is. That's cool that they keep up the energy when it's not just a division. Cause yeah. You see it when it's a division game. I can only imagine crazy, that. You know, so we always know it's hype, but... To hear them, they just keep the hype with the Cowboys game. That's, that's dope. Yeah, but the guy with homie was saying the best team that travels, like the, like the craziest team that travels is the Packer fans. Okay. He said they travel... Better than any team he's ever seen. Yeah. He said they move. He said they're moving. He's like, it's almost scary when you see them coming in. He's like, they're just coming in floods. Like they just, they walk in and they take over stadiums. Like it's unreal. I was like, bro, these guys are coming from Wisconsin, like coming over. What the hell are they doing over here? You know what I mean? But they like, you got those two places. Yeah. But honestly, like you got those two places. Like what else they got though? You know what I mean? Like you like, especially in Kansas city, bro, they have literally nothing but the chiefs. 
You know, like it's that's yeah. it. All it is is Chiefs. Like you walk, you walk in Kansas City, it's just Chiefs. Like everybody's Chiefs. Like it's it's like you don't see anything else but Chiefs. Like that's all they rep over there, and I mean they love it. So I know it's it, it's a good culture, but yeah, like I went, I watched the L. I'll I'll, I'll say it out loud just to let it out. You know, it's good it's good to talk about these yeah, things. You know what I mean? Yeah, builds, builds character. Yeah. You know, it builds character. You got to be honest with yourself. You know, <laughs> I watched the L in Kansas City, and I watched the L in Dallas, man. That but that Dallas L, that one hit different. <laughs> that one hit so different, man. That one hit different. I was walking. You know, we we honestly we did. I had a lot of superstitions going on in that game when I was sitting there. Every time I was sitting down, we were doing hella good. I stand up, something crazy would happen, man. I, I was just like, man, this is good. This is getting me all worked up, bro. I can't can't handle. I, I can't. <laughs> my heart can't handle all this, man. I can't handle two L's, in, two L's in one week. Eight. Eight days. Eight days. Yeah, eight or nine days from from Saturday to Sun. No, Saturday to Thursday. Oh, Sunday to Thursday. Yeah. L's. Ah, man, that was tough, bro. I don't think anybody needs that. I don't think anybody needs to see that. See, I jumped off the Raiders, Ray. I'm on my Warriors shit now. Yeah? You're back on, you're on basketball right now? Basketball. I can't basketball. Can we beat the Chiefs or somebody? I got, we gotta beat the Chargers. Yeah, yeah. Talk, Chargers talk too much. <laughs> I see Kenny all day long with the Chargers. <laughs> I see him on Twitter. Maybe Rams or something when they get you know that game for the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. That's the best feeling. Don't remember us, eh? So we got we got a few minutes left in the episode, and before we close out, we like to give the people a word of advice or a word to walk away with off of something we talked about in this episode. So, um, Anthony, you want to go ahead and give a word of advice to somebody? Just one word? No, like oh, anything. Okay. Yeah, you go. Well, we've kind of pre- we've kind of touched on it multiple times throughout, but like like I said, when it, when when adversity comes to you, don't run away from it. Embrace it. Take a long look at yourself and know that you'll be all right and everything's going to be better and everything happens for a reason and whatever it is that you're going through at that moment in time, just know that it's for a reason and you'll build character for it and you'll, you're going to be better off for it. You'll be better off for it. I love that, man. So just stick stick to your chest, stick to your guns and stay strong, headstrong. Just be headstrong. You know, you know what's kind of funny that I started noticing is, is like I opened this up with something, right? And I feel like it really always intertwines with how our how our whole conversation ends yeah, up going. Yeah. Like, like it all just circles in, right? Mm-hmm. Like we talk about taking care of yourself, taking care of everything around you, being being healthy. We talk about just having that positive light every single day, right? And and I feel like what's been what's been challenging nowadays is is I feel like people have lost faith in good. Like I I, I honestly truly believe like a lot of people have forgot that there is good out there and, and and people get so caught up in all the bad and the negative and all the all the the negative things that we hear day to day in this world that all we coming I mean, all we live around is just negativity every single day we had a pandemic we have this people dying everything you see is just negativity spite people mad, angry about money, whatever it is, right? And it's like, the people lose to understand that like, there's people like you and there's people like everybody else in this world that has so much good in their heart and there's so much good to offer to this world. And, and what people sit here and look at is all the mistakes that we've made in our life. And they, 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 they literally ignore the fact that, okay, this person did this, but who is this person like deep down, right? 
like who is this person like all i knew coming in was like okay you had a story you had these things but now i get to find out like bro you're the coolest most loving guy i've got to got to meet recently you know what i mean i haven't got to talk to a lot of people recently i've been i've been cooped up and and i get to meet someone like you it's a pleasure i'll tell you that right now likewise you know and i've I've been told that too so uh i like to give off that energy hell yeah give off that positive vibes and everything and i feel like a lot of people can relate to me hell yeah yeah Keep it rocking, my man. Yeah, me too, my man. Close us out, Dre. Close us out. Come on. Um, I'm going to say, since we're coming to the end of the year, I'm going to let everybody know, put everything out there on the table this year. Don't don't wait till next year to start something new, like, oh, I'm going to start going to the gym in January, or I'm going to start doing this you know, next year. I'm a strong believer in how you end the year is how you're going to start next year, or how you finish is how you're going to start, or how you start going to finish something. Mm-hmm. Carry that into next year. Start whatever you want to do, whatever you want to get off your chest, whatever you want to go stay, whatever you want to go start. Do that now. Start practicing that stuff now. So when you enter the 2022 coming up, you, you got the ball rolling already. And yeah. And it's just, yeah, just start, you're just start, rolling. Start focusing on other things. Like once you master that thing, like you're going on the next one. So I want to say that and congratulations to my boy Ant right here. Yeah, yeah. Getting his license yeah. back soon. Appreciate it. Hell yeah. That's, that's a big accomplishment. Six months without drinking. Uh. Like, you got me wanting to start a challenge. Yeah. Like, that's what he was hey, telling you know me. What? I mean, a lot of my friends are saying the same thing. You know, they see it in me and they're like, hey, you know what? I think I'm going to do that with you. You know, so mm-hmm. it's pretty cool to uh, inspire them just to yeah. a little bit to even think about it. Maybe one day they'll be serious about it because... You never know. I mean, yeah, a lot of benefits. Too. If, if I get what I want for Christmas this year, I'm not gonna speak into existence. But if I get what I want for Christmas this year, I'm I'm, I'm gonna do that habit with you, man. I'm, okay. not, I'm gonna stop drinking for at least six months. Okay. If I get what I want for Christmas this year, All right. I'm gonna shake on the air. Yeah. On, on the po- on the start of podcast, you everybody heard it. Right? <laughs> I get what I want for Christmas. Gotta respect. I gotta find out what this man want for his yeah. Christmas. <laughs> we'll talk about it on the after hours episode. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, that's All right, fam. So nine, thank you. Thank you for showing up, man. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah Honestly, thank out, you. Thank, thank you for that. Thanks for having you. Me. Hell yeah. We'll see you guys. All right, deuces, y'all. Hey, great episode, y'all. That was cool, bro. That's easy. Huh? I told you. <laughs>